And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Here we are. Wednesday, Spike's Car Radio. Feels good. Got some energy. How are you guys doing? It's good to be with you all. Um, what are you doing right now? Are you driving in the car listening? I feel close to you. Am I in your ear? Hello there. Into your brain. Uh, I'm happy to be with you today. We have a terrific show. Uh, Jeremy Piven will be joining us in a minute to talk about his new movie, Last Call, which is in theaters and on demand March 19th, 2021. We'll find out once and for all, did he buy that Porsche? I'm not going to blow it right now. You have to listen to the interview. Did he buy the Porsche? Uh, Zuckerman has been uh, waylaid at the last minute and just said, I'm in Texas. Um, obviously on the run, on the lamb, <laughs> going going deep in the wind, uh, whatever phrase you choose. Uh, I'm hoping he'll be back. You're listening to Johnny Lieberman, who, uh, thank you, Johnny, for stepping Hello. in at this last minute. <laughs> hey, man. Um, I don't know where Zuckerman or what he's up to. Oh, I, I know just, what he's up to. I just know he's in the in the wind. He's in the wind, and he's uh, chasing money. If uh, if things straighten up for him, then uh, he'll be back. If not, that's the last you've ever heard of Zuckerman. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can, we can impersonate him for you know for oh, a few easy. months. We can definitely do some of that. Yeah, um, yeah. Before uh, we get going, uh, Blipship, Blipfish, uh, sorry, Blipshift.com, the new uh, Spikes Car Radio shirt, SCRS, Spikes car radio shirt in a font different than Porsche's font, but looks exactly <laughs> like it. That's so blue shifts. <laughs> Go there. It's only for about another 10 days, and then they're gone forever, and then you'll be bugging me. When can I buy them? Buy them now. Get the hoodies. Get all that stuff. It's for sale. Can I tell you something? What's that? I bought one. Oh, you did? I bought the blue with the yellow. Did you like it? I bought the hoodie. It hasn't showed up yet, but I I, I, uh, I wanted to do... Thank you. I wanted to do actual Porsche font for one of my last blip shirts, and they said no, but I, I like that you've got it past them somehow. We got something <laughs> close to it. I also deleted the Spikes Car Radio on the back of the collar. I wanted that secret handshake shirt for all the listeners to have, and uh, it's just us. It's just in our crew. It Also, aside, we, we have it in Steel Break red script and ceramic break yellow script but also the blue and yellow was inspired by the original late night with david letterman shirt which was blue and yellow and the matt farah uh fireman fundraiser california cool roads shirt which i've always loved to blip shifts i i bought that too that's I, a good I, I one right buying all my friend's shirts but. <laughs> well they're only 20 bucks I, well 40 for the hoodie but you know yeah I'm, yeah I'm, uh, but it's a but I'm, it's a great I'm rolling way around in cast these days to so. support us if you want to support us and if you miss it you miss it and don't worry we have the kids coloring book with fireball coming out april 1st which i'm super excited about too that was that's a cro- it's got a cro- I've never done anything like this but you know Fireball is like pick your 18 favorite kind of things with wheels which was fun and I've been posting them on Instagram one at a time these are the ones um, and there's a bicycle in there and there's a motorcycle in there which they tried to talk me out of I said I'm not going to do that um, I, w- I would have talked you out of the motorcycle but that's that's cool that's you it's, you like bikes you like bikes and it's a uh, well these were the important vehicles to me most of you know mostly growing I left one or two out like the Honda Accord the 78 Honda Accord which was very close to my heart as I mean, a child I mean I wouldn't have left that out that's a great yeah, car yeah that's a great car that's a great car um, but uh, your kids are going to love it and it's a lot of cool things in there and uh, I don't think I could finish the crossword myself it's all spike first and trivia 
That was kind of weird seeing a crossword about yourself. That's a lot of trivia too. <laughs> well, there are other. Then there are other. I mean, there's a real science to putting those together. You know, I was able to give a lot of clues like Plan Z, and I don't want to give them away here, just in case you want to finish. But Zuckerman <laughs> and all sorts of other things. Um, but then there are all sorts of words that uh, you just have to fill in the other words with that have nothing to do with your life. So you get this list of 20 words and go, uh, B-L-O-C, block. Can you relate to that to your life somehow? And I'm like, no, I can't. Right. Yeah, I, can. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> and it, it was in, fun to kind of work out a different kind of writing assignment with this uh, crossword expert. But uh, so far, it's been a joy. They do all the work. I have minimal kind of involvement, and then we uh, split the money. So there yeah. you go. I mean, and, and I imagine there's lots of money in crossword coloring books. <laughs> well, it's the coloring book part. <laughs> right, right. That, uh, our, you know, us dads, your dad, you like to buy coloring books for your yeah, kids. I, I'm going to get one. I mean, I was, someone was just telling me the other day, they're like, you, you got to write a book. You got to write a book. And I, I asked some friends of mine who have written a book. They're like, yeah, you get like eight to $10,000. Takes six months to do. I'm like, doesn't seem like a good, good, good return on investment. Wrestled with that at various points in my life, post Seinfeld, late night show, and it. A couple of things happened with me. One, why in God's name would anybody care about my life? One, I have trouble. I have a, a bit of issue with that. I mean, I think I've said it all at this point. <laughs> right. But to then, then that means I'm writing something new. But. You know, I guess there, I mean, I have a lot of great old stories about SNL and and my time at Letterman. I I, I don't know. I, memoirs seem really... I don't think you're old enough either. I mean, but that's the thing, right? As there you get to, older, yeah, you're going to yeah. forget more and more. And there has to be a moment or an idea attached to it, too. I, I, I go down, I, I'm too, I'm wired up wrong for all that. The, the other thing is, like, I could write a fascinating book, but I think it would be fascinating to me and 20 other people. I could write a real tell-all. Like I know some yeah. crazy shit, but that would be all right. But I don't know. There's. I don't think there's any market. And also, like stories from the road. I'd be burning some bridges, like betraying trusts and confidences. You know McLa- what I mean? Yeah, so, McLaren. Uh, no, nothing. Nothing even like that. No Mercedes. Um, <laughs> Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no Ferraris. But, no, yeah, but, but you, you have a level of expertise you could communicate if you uh, found that right little framework to work in that I think would be very valuable. I think people would buy it. Well, you know, kind of like your coloring book. I've, I've thought of. <laughs> that's about. That's about my level of expertise <laughs> is coloring. Well, I had this idea. I, I got approached to do a book a couple years ago, and my idea was, all right, I'm just going to like pick the 25 or 50 best cars I've ever driven. Right. And I'll just, you know, I'll do like two pages on each, some nice photos. Uh, There's a 100, 200 page book right there, right? And it just seemed daunting. I don't know. It just has like a lot of work. It is. a lot of work. Well, there's no getting around that piece of it. It's a lot of work. I'm lazy, Spike. Talking is easy. I'll talk to you all day. Look, (laughs) I've said this all along. I don't know how you even write anything. I'm I writing is really hard for me and it's the thing I hated most in life and I don't know why I became one but it's not a pleasant experience unless I have guys like a small crew I'm working with a small crew right now and it's the best part of my day every day because I've got it's just the right balance and the right chemistry but by yourself nightmare it's I guess for me it's like I know if I have to write a review, like I, yeah. like I wrote a review of the uh, the Bugatti, right? Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to be about 2,000 to 2,500 words. I've got 15, 16 years pro experience doing that. Yep. And it's really fun and really satisfying, but also for me, 
really easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, like, this would be new territory, and it would be hard. And I guess I just, if it's, something's hard, I don't know. That means I should probably do it, but I'm, I'm not going to do it. So th- there will be no book, no coloring book, no nothing. You know what you need? Mm. Some Mac Weldon. After taking a brief hiatus from outdoor activities and workout routines, it's time to get back to the grind with a new spring essentials from Mack Weldon That's with body point. mapping technology fabric mesh zones. Mack Weldon Stealth boxer briefs deliver enhanced breathability and support perfect for your everyday wear or to be layered underneath your workout gear. And for sweatpants, you can wear outside without feeling like you're wearing sweatpants. Check out Mack Weldon's new Ace line. Now I wear this stuff. I, I uh... Like, I'm not wearing it now because I'm not working out this afternoon, but I put on their pants in particular, and I wear them for the Zoom calls. I wear them to uh, go out. Uh, I wear them then to the workout and back, and then they're my TV pants. I can get, like, five uses out of those pants. I absolutely love their joggers. But they don't just sell those. They sell socks, shirts, hoodies, underwear, polos, active shorts. Uh, They're a wide range of customized fabrics that keep you with the... Keep with you no matter what your day looks like. That's been my experience. Um, you guys got to check them out uh, for 20% off your first order. Wow. 20% off your first order. Visit uh, MacWeldon.com slash spike and enter promo code spike. That's MacWeldon.com slash spike. Promo code spike for 20% off. Focus on the joggers. I have one of their polos too. It's the perfect combo. Mac Weldon reinventing men's basics. You know why it's that perfect combo? Because you have the polo for the top, and that's your Zoom call. <laughs> and then you can literally go to the gym and work out after in the same outfit. It just, you well, know. Well, you know, if they want to. It, it, it straddles all these different worlds. If they want to send me guys. some stuff. It just got cold enough, finally, where I'm, I'm actually putting on pants for Zoom calls. I've been in. Yeah, they'll do that. I, I've they been give, in. They I've give all in, our hosts a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff, and I always, I never send it to Zuckerman. I always buy it myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've just been wearing gym shorts for you yeah. know, 12 months or whatever it's been. You want, it, you want an endorsement? I actually, yeah. uh, a week ago, spent my own money there. <laughs> wow. As I, I, just had, I just got rid of a lot of stuff, and I said, I want more of this stuff. Well, that's uh, because, funny because it straddles all these different worlds. One, one of the reasons I, I spent my own money on a Blipshift uh, hoodie, your Blipshift yes. hoodie, is because they make great hoodies. Yeah, yeah. They use, it's champion stuff. But uh, like I could, I could, here's how lazy I am. I could have like wrote Joe and said, hey, could you send me one? But I was right. like, it'll be quicker just to buy it. <laughs> I get that. I've done that. Yeah, I've done it. Um, Good. Let's talk about the Polestar 2. Polestar so I was, ex- 2. I was excited to hear that you had driven it. I, I just got out of it yesterday. Um, and there's a lot of interest in it, and I've got a lot of stats here. Let me just throw some general yeah. stats at everybody. Polestar is going to uh, well, well, Polestar is uh, Geely money, the same money that uh, uh, is Volvo. Volvo and money. Big would it be Chinese right to money. say that they are the AMG to Mercedes? That's kind of the idea. That's the idea. That's the idea. Although, yeah, yeah, the AMG is a good one because they actually get different shaped vehicles, right? And yeah. and Polestar. Started out as a performance brand uh, for Volvo and then pivoted quickly to all electric, right? Well, I mean, kind of, except the Polestar 1 was a hybrid. It's a hybrid. Yeah, so the Polestar 2 is the first all electric. Okay, and they're going to make three vehicles, this Polestar 1, two-door, no space for anything but yourself car. (laughs) Uh, The Polestar 2, which is one I'm driving now and you just drove, and the Polestar 3, an SUV, correct? 
Something like that. I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not clear but on it's the not out yet. It's not out. Is yeah, the two yeah. out? Yeah. Okay. I believe it's out. I mean, I drove it in September, so. It's a premium five-door fastback with two electric motors and a 78-kilowatt battery capacity. First car in the world to build uh, feature a built-in infotainment sister, system powered by Android, featuring voice command via Google Assistant, Google Maps, with EV charge support and apps download via the Google Play Store. Wow. Production began in mid-2020. Deliveries to the U.S. began in the second half of 2020. Polestar 2 priced at $60,000 or $59,900. Qualifies for federal electric tax credits, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so I, this is a car that I didn't get. Um, so here's my thing. Like, you're going to start a performance division, right? So yep. like you said, it's the AMG to, to Volvo's Volvo-ness. Correct. And your second vehicle out of the gate, doesn't really have that much performance. Um, if you made an all-electric Volvo, it would be about the same. And then also, if you look at Polestar 1, it's drop-dead gorgeous. It, it, it's obviously the same styling from, like, the, the S90, the V90. Uh, Thomas, I'm going to butcher his name, Ingel, Seth, whatever his name is, the CEO of Polestar, who was the head of design for Volvo, you know, he comes out with this Polestar 2, which is ugly. It's just kind of whatever looking. It looks like a jacked-up fat sedan. So it's like you don't have the great looks. You don't have, like, really any performance. And then the range isn't better than a Tesla. It's not even better than the Mach-E. The battery's small. There's no the, – the frunk is tiny. Like, I don't, I don't get this car. It should have been a Volvo. <laughs> I, I'm serious. You know what I mean? Like, do a, it should have been a Volvo. Do, do, a, do a high performance I one. Can tell you, I can tell you a little bit because I have an interesting entry point to this car. Okay. Yeah. Erica has got the BMW 530EI performance. Okay. All right. So that's a plug-in hybrid BMW sedan. She uh, loves the car, hates that it has a trunk, would rather have a hatchback. All right. Now, look, you see where this is going. Can't stand that it only gets 16 all-electric miles, wants more. Right. I agree. 230 miles is what I got on the full charge. That is not enough. Not enough for someone like her to... Uh, I want 360 in the in a yeah, car like I mean, that, right? Just, it, it, here's the thing: if there was no other vehicles that did that, but the the Tesla Model Y, which is you right. know, now the dominant SUV in Los Angeles, does yes. that. You know, the the Ford does. Uh, if you get the rear what wheel, what is drive, the price point of the Y? It's cheaper too. It, right? it can be cheaper. I mean, you, you can spec them up to anything. But right, yeah, yeah, right. it's definitely cheaper. The Ford is way cheaper, and I've I've driven both the Ford and the Polestar. The, the Ford is way sportier, way better right, to drive. Right. And I was I just had one last week and I was going down Angeles Crest. My buddy E thirty nine M five, hell of a car, was chasing me and like the Ford was a little bit quicker. So that's pretty good right, performance. Right. And I asked him, I said, like, how hard were you driving? And he said, Honestly, nine and a half tenths. He's like, I could have been late breaking to maybe catch you a little bit, but I you know, it's a public road, blah, blah, blah. So again, if it was a Volvo, it would just be a Volvo with a small battery. But now it's like it's a Polestar, which is supposed to be performance, right? Right. Like, so, well, maybe now it's it's the pivot to electric. It's, yeah, it but, really is. I'm going to disagree with you on a couple of things because okay, I really okay. the first day I I was bored with the car and a lot of things weren't making sense to me. Okay. One, I am an iPhone person, and why? Android. Where's, where's my CarPlay? <laughs> and why are you forcing me to sign into this vehicle? Okay. okay. I've since learned that there is no CarPlay yet. Yet it will be an update. Uh, but it won't be there. The car's already launched. It's not there yet. So I was left with, 
you know, and as the listeners know, a mess. And I wanted to walk into that car. I put my phone down on the wireless okay, charging so far platform. So you're agreeing with me, but go ahead. Wireless play, it didn't work. But, you know, I've been having trouble with this phone on my new Defender, too. I don't know why the wireless platform. So I'm going to just chalk that up to Test Mule, and there's an issue sure. there. But still, it was a little annoying. Why are we launching something futuristic without CarPlay? Why and why Android and Google of all people who, you know, just a minute ago wants to, you know, monitor our sleep? It was on Drudge a minute ago. It's just like, can you not? Can you just stay out of my car? Anyway. Yeah. I then used it this whole weekend, and Little League, thank God, is back. And so the hatchback, suddenly I'm throwing equipment in there. By the second and third day, I took it out to Malibu and showed it to Leno, and and uh, I was really loving the car. I, you know, what, and I what can't did you quite, love? What, what did you love? Here's what I can't what separate. You, you know, I liked the way it drove. It felt like a premium Volvo to me. I can't compare it to a Model 3 or a Model S because they don't let me drive their cars. <laughs> they hate my guts. They're brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I've reached yeah. out to them no, multiple times. No, there's no times. PR department anymore. They're done. Well, Matt Farah got one, and at one point he passed along that contact and, to me. But, that, and, but they're gone now. That's, yeah, they're that's, just gone. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it, I did enjoy the drive. And then, you know, one night we were out to dinner, and I, I had everybody in it. And, I, you know, we were all happy in it. And my wife liked the, the hatchback. And I did, too, throwing in the kids' stuff in there. And by the last day I had with it, I was enjoying the feel of the drive. It felt like a more premium electric veal vehicle that approached that kind of quality the Taycan gives, which Taycan has a real Porsche punch yeah, that yeah, comes yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't quite there, but it felt like premium Volvo. Like yeah. a bit of that personality was infused into the electric experience. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of a visibility issue. B-pillars, quite thick. You're going to be very safe in the car, but you look over your right shoulder. Also out the back, I think comparable to a Model 3, there's a little bit of a squinch in the back there. Yeah, the, but like the, the, the rear seats, um, I put a friend of mine in there who's 6'1". His, the top of his head was pushed up against the ceiling. Yeah, and Swedes are giants, right? So like, <laughs> how, how do they let that lead, you know, leave Gothenburg, right? Yeah, and then my, my 10-year-old was complaining it was too bumpy in the back, too. I, it, I was going to say, it, it rides, I, I feel, rather poorly. And again, like, when I drove it, we had it for SUV of the year, when, when by the way, we named the Defender SUV of the year. Yeah, yeah. The car that was maybe as good but wasn't really competing because tesla wouldn't even give us one so we had to rent one right was the model y which solves every problem you mentioned right it's it's got so plenty you like of room that. in the back seat. I, the model y everything i didn't like about them the model 3 is a very good car with lots of weird little problems like what you're describing with like the back seat and the visibility right model y solves everything model y is That's, incredible yeah it just they launched it right when they got rid of their pr department so we can't get any to drive <laughs> or compare but i'm just like why would you pay more for the Polestar? Because the Polestar name, by the way, means nothing to to anyone, right? But and, it, you know, when when friends of mine saw it on the west side, they were like, "Hey, can I come over and see it? And can I, you okay. know, can I drive it?" And I said, "Absolutely." One one guy was a Tesla guy. It, it, you know, there's what? a there's a desire for for people who have had Teslas for the last three or five years to get into something comparable but different yeah. with a different aesthetic and right. brand. I, I, I just, like I said, I And drove. they're rooting for I feel like we're all rooting for this to work, yet it's 
And, the, and there's plenty of room. It's not like suddenly Tesla's going to stop selling vehicles. Like, everything's going electric. It's nothing but right. growth, growth, growth. But it's just, you know, Ford, of all companies, this Mach-E, this Mustang Mach-E, I just had the, uh wasn't even the GT. It's not the performance one. The one I had was $56,000. It was dual motor. It was the extended range battery pack. It drove, as I said, like, better than 85% of all Mustangs I've ever driven. Like, it really drove yeah, well. Yeah. And it looks good. I, I think the Polestar is awkward looking. It looks like a like a Subaru sedan, like an old one. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and it's, I just... But I don't think it's designed to look good. I think it's designed to, to perform a function, which is just get people... Yeah, I know. But, I, I, but, I, I, but I see that change, that yeah. back change, where you're getting rid of the trunk is what makes it look so awkward, yet it's so what it's functional. I, I guess I just... I'm so staggered that, like... <laughs> Volvo's design has been so good since yeah. about 2016, 17. Mm-hmm. Like XC90. I don't even like SUVs. That's a handsome SUV, right? Yep. The V90 is, is you know, the most beautiful station wagon ever made. The Polestar 1, I mean, you bite your fist, you look at that thing. Yeah, Just yeah. incredible looking. And then this is like... Eh. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't like the, the the head of design is now the CEO of Polestar. He's a genius, genius designer. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know who buys it, right? If it came in at forty, yeah. If it came it in at could. forty grand, that's the thing. It could because and it, it's and not if quick. It ha- if there were three hundred miles of charge, I'd be in. That's but. the thing. Seventy-eight kilowatt-hour battery is like maybe a few years ago would have been good, but like you know, Teslas are ninety or a hundred. Uh, even the Mustang was eighty-eight kilowatt hours. Right. So you're just coming in weaker than everyone. Now my friend has a place up in Lake Tahoe, and he drives his Tesla up there. Um, funny he had an issue with his tesla too his power steering went out and couldn't turn the wheel uh rats yeah. the west side rat story <laughs> this happens with our plug-in hybrids the rats eat the wires okay. and apparently hey. they munched him and halfway through he lost his steering um but he had a good question he said you know is there a volvo supercharger network polestar <laughs> no look, so I, uh, how, how are people char- on that drive how is he charging his car up it, it's it's tough. I mean, I always say the the smartest thing for two reasons Tesla ever did was the supercharger network. One, when Tesla was brand new, you had a bunch of people that could afford hundred thousand dollar cars standing around talking to each other for forty five minutes, which right. is which is smart. And then two, yeah, it's great. They're everywhere. Whereas, like with you know, when I had that Mustang, I was like, okay, I'm going to find some places to charge it. Like one didn't exist. One that I found was like would have taken twenty two hours to charge. Right. You know. So you start to learn like okay, you really want to find an Electrify America plug, but that's like ten miles out of the way. Now, if you Plus have they a, don't have a little store that you can go in like yeah, the Tesla. Exactly. Yeah, Tesla. The smartest thing they did. <laughs> smartest he thing they did. He painted a little picture for me. It's like yeah, they had the store. You go in and buy the stuff, and I'm it's like great. snacks. He's like yeah, snacks. Yeah, I'm like see? whoa, super smart. Whoa. No, I think we're headed towards a Model Y. I think that's. You know, of all people, my wife is pushing back on it a little bit because she's heard us rant about Elon Musk. But, you know, I mean, it's, it yeah. seems to be the thing that we're uh, zeroing in on. It's good. I would say call Ford, get a hold of that Mustang. That Mustang's I was supposed good. to drive it and I was busy that day and I've yeah. heard wonderful things. What does it look like inside? Does it look it's like nice. a Ford? Uh, it's like a, it's like a nice Ford. It, it's yeah. not, you know, it actually, it actually has, look, there's, there's a lot of plastic in there, but it has like nicely sculpted plastic. It's, it was, right. it was better than I thought. Better and what is thought. it for? What does that car cost? It was, uh, I think start 48. The one I had was oh, 56. So, yeah. And then the, the, the GT is coming. If you want another hundred so odd horsepower, that's coming pretty soon. And it looks a little bit better. 
you know so and yeah for me cool. it's about charge and miles to charge because this person will forget to plug said vehicle yeah in. so you want the model y <laughs> you want the model y yeah. and, and you know and, and it was Long funny because I, I i charged this uh polestar up and then i i was i'm gonna leave it in the driveway and see how comfortable i am with range anxiety and it, it the 230 was an honest 230 it held up and you know after driving it for a few days i still had 160 on there and i yeah Look, uh, I thought that was over, pretty good. Usually it, with these cars, you start with 230, you go to the 7-Eleven, you come back, you have nine miles left. Well, I mean, look, part right? of it is it's been so freaking cold that you're not running the AC. It's the AC yeah, that like, yeah, really eats yeah. you. But, um, no, yeah. I ran it the whole time. I was hot. Two th- yeah, probably because it's a glass roof with no shade because I don't well, know why they do that. Well, that's a problem too. Th- they all do that. Mustang, Tesla, I know, Volvo, but with McLaren, Polestar. there's a nice little button that darkens the glass. <laughs> yeah, not on <laughs> your Polestar. like you're exposed. No, it's insane. You know, I'll t- it's a funny story. So, so, you know, talking about Elon Musk, years ago, we right when they came out, like 2012-ish, we had a Model S and it was like August and it was, you know, a thousand degrees. We're out in Fontana and we're sitting under this glass roof and I had a Tesla engineer in the car. I'm like, why the fuck don't you have a screen? And he goes, yeah, Elon didn't want one. <laughs> and I'm like, because he lives in Santa Barbara right. where it's never 9,000 degrees. Yes. And then every electric car that comes out, they're like, what did Tesla do? Ah, no screen. And it's, it's so stupid because nothing eats batteries like air conditioning. Yeah, it's problematic. It's dumb. But uh, yeah, you want to, you want to uh, look, anything over 200 miles range actually works for 99% of the people unless you're doing a road trip to Tahoe or whatever. Right. Um, and if you have a home charger, it's not an issue. You just plug it in when you get home. I do. If your wife forgets, you do it. You know, it's like trash cans. I don't want another job. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep covering. Keep the BMW. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. No, the Beamer's up. It's a, it's on its way out, um, and uh, it served its purpose. Check I like, out check out she, the Ford. She enjoyed the idea of the vegan interior. Yeah, that's how Polestar describes it. Yeah, no Tesla, animal Tesla products. Tesla has a vegan interior. Does the Mustang? God, the Mustang but there's might nothing have fun one. in it, like with Tesla. That's fun things, and you just drove yeah. up in this Mercedes SUV. The bounces that bounces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low rider style. It's the greatest. But you're saying it's, it's not a low rider mode. You can you can drop it down. You can do that. Yeah. No, it's it's the uh, it's e active body control. Um, and they actually just canceled it for the GLE, but you can still get it on the GLS 580 and the Maybach. Now comes and with its it. usage is in off roading. Well, you're saying. I mean, look, so the, the idea is you're stuck in sand. It'll bounce its way out of the sand. Ah. But I was on the launch of this car, and I remember they're, they're showing us this, and I put my hand up. I'm like, uh, you know, Henrik, um, can you do that on, like, drive pavement? And mm-hmm. they, you know, he looks at me, absolutely not. And I go, no, 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 not would you. Like, what would happen? He's like, well, the car would just bounce up and down. Like, I immediately <laughs> ran out. And I had my friend get in the car, and I started filming. And, like, we had, like, nine of them bouncing. And Mercedes PR... Come, they came out and they're like, oh, "Could you not be doing this? Like, this is not really the message we want to send." And I'm, I'm going like, "Fucking idiots! Like, this is <laughs> the, the only feature. Message. Every other SUV doesn't bounce. This one bounces." And then, like two days later, I got a nice note from them. Like, you know what? You were right. We didn't, we didn't really realize how great this would be. But it's a, you know, that it's hydraulic suspension, so that it's an eighty-two hundred dollar option. Dealers weren't ordering it for the for the two rows, so it's gone for this year. But I think you might both be right, by the way, because I saw you and I was like, "What is he driving?" And you did, <laughs> then you did it here, and I went, "What 
is this some sort of aftermarket Mercedes SUV? It doesn't make sense when you see that mode. Oh, it's so great, though. It's so great. No, I know it's great. It looks yeah. excellent. Yeah. It's just that I don't think either. Uh, both of you guys are right. They shouldn't be promoting that. <laughs> well, the, it the, just doesn't look like something Mercedes would make. I know. Well, but the, I like it. You're right. It's fun. It, it's and again, just, to leave it to the Germans to have something funny, and then they're like, no, hide this away. Yeah. We don't want to be funny. Well, the, the funniest part was I walked up. So the kid who engineered it, I mean, he was probably like, 30 but he looked about 22 blonde german kid glasses you know and i walked up to him and i'm like hey hans like you know you're, you're gonna be really popular in east la and he deadpan looks at me and goes oh is there a lot of off-roading in east los angeles and i was like no no there's not yeah holmes <laughs> but uh, no there it's certainly awesome. is it's awesome i love that car yeah it's, it's actually it's going back in like a month i'm kind of gotta figure out an, how long like, you've been driving it for a year a year today and really it, it, I, so yesterday we got an email okay we're picking it up tomorrow i'm like whoa whoa, whoa isn't that how funny little, how they do that yeah i'm like how about a little warning so we worked out an extra right month. right yeah, yeah. So. i talked to your audi guy in fact yeah. he just called me i missed his call oh uh, i'm gonna drive all those audis i like those cars. audis are good which one are you gonna get well, he told me that you did not like the RS6 Avant, oh, so I said, fair. please give me that one first. No, no, no. I like the RS6 Avant. <laughs> it's just compared to the Mercedes and the Porsche wagons, it's not so great to I drive. I think he was joking. Yeah, he was joking. Yeah. He was joking. No, um, it's it's gorgeous, and it's a 600-horsepower station wagon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what, yeah. What more do you want, really? I want to drive everything. Everything they'll send me, I'm happy to drive it all. So I mean, get that. The one that's really under the radar uh, that I think is a cool vehicle that no one knows about is the SQ7. Right. So it's a V8 Q7. It's like 500 horsepower, and uh, it makes all kinds of good noises, and they don't make an RSQ7, so it's a get that one that's there a good family go. car does it make sense that the same company who controls half of online retail also passively eavesdrops on your private conversations at home what about the idea that a single company controls 90 percent of the internet searches runs your email service and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone I'm guessing they're talking about google well, like and we they were. get to watch spike drive now. <laughs> <laughs> big tech is more powerful than most countries are and they profit by exploiting your personal data it's time to put a layer of protection between your online activity and these tech juggernauts. And that's why I use ExpressVPN, and I do use it. Think of how much of your life is on the Internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watched, message you sent gets tracked and data mined. Uh, that's why Zuckerman's on the lamp. They saw what he was looking at. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, the They'll software... They'll never catch me. Hides your IP address, something big tech can use to personally identify you, so ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. Uh, ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network, and ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. Stop handing over your personal data to the big tech uh, monopolies. Go to expressvpn.com slash spike911, expressvpn.com slash spike911 to get three extra months free. Wow, three extra months. Expressvpn.com slash spike911. I do have this on all of my computers, and you know how I can tell it works? Because you'll go, I'll forget that it's on. Like when you open your computer, it's automatically on, right? And it connects to some one point in the internet in the world that everybody connects to, and now you're anonymized. 
but then you'll go to Facebook and you have to run like 10 different gauntlets. Cause it's like, we don't know who this is trying to get into Spike Ferguson's oh, account. Oh, right, right, And right. I like that. Now I know it's working, right? See, I figured out a backdoor around all that. Yeah. Uh, you just be crazy. So I'm watching, <laughs> watching TV with my wife. Yes. And there was a big yacht. Something that we'll never be able to afford, like a 100-foot yacht. Yes. I'm like, baby, one day we're going to have a yacht like that. For the next week, my Facebook was just a yacht <laughs> ads. So, fuck them. <laughs> are there yacht ads? Yes, I yes. had them all. <laughs> there there are. It is good. You know, there are times you don't want people to know what you're up to no, and totally, what you're totally, following totally. around. And, and clearing your search history doesn't really... Uh, but it's exactly what, you think what it does. it's exactly what you say. Like I, I will get a little insecure about just like, do, hey, like you're saying, do I want to buy this pair of sneakers? Maybe I just do a little research on that, and then it's on, man. Like, like uh, Theragun. Do you know what a Theragun is? Yeah, yeah. It's that little kind of neck massage yeah, gun, yeah. right? And my neck was hurting after working out a few weeks back, and I went to go research it, and I went, oh, if I do this. <laughs> Right. If right. I if I do this and I was on a different computer and it wasn't my computer right, that right, has right. ExpressVPN, but I'm like, well, my neck hurts. I'm gonna find. It is everywhere now. It is every every Instagram, every third frame is Express Gun, and it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. I know at some point I'm gonna buy it, but right. you don't have to tap me on the shoulder every five minutes. That happened to me this morning. My buddy and I were we're uh, we're we're trying to make some money with cryptocurrency. Ah, and uh, really. A little bit, you know, just playing around. But it was like, okay, the first one who can make a hundred grand has to buy the other one a watch, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh man, if I if I do that, then I'm gonna I'm gonna get this two watch Panerai set. And I I googled it and sent it to him. And now everything every ad is Panerai, which is okay. So wait, but- let. I don't want to go down a crypto hole here. <laughs> don't go down a crypto I really hole. don't understand crypto in here, any way, shape, or form. But ah, without you explaining that piece of it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've signed up. I bought the crypto coin. Which right? one? I don't know. Let's Bitcoin? Just, whatever I bought. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm i guessing I wired some money from my bank account to this exchange <laughs> site. Oh, is that not how you no, buy? No, no, you could. I don't know. I'm guessing. I hope you know what you did. Like. No, no, I haven't done anything. <laughs> oh, I'm just oh, trying oh, to oh. follow this. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. If I wanted to buy a cryptocurrency, wouldn't to, I you, have to sign into, create yeah, an account you, at yeah, an exchange? You, you, you would, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it, but there's an app called Coinbase. That's what most people use for everything. Right. They're totally legit. They're about to IPO. And you're going to, you, and would, you have to hook that app up, I'm guessing, your uh, bank yeah, account, to whatever bank account you so want. So you send ten grand to them. You send ten you grand buy to whatever Coinbase. coin you buy. Yeah, it zips up. It's now yeah. you see it's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, can you now vacuum it back yes. into your account? Yes, you can. And then are you paying taxes on of capital gains? You pay tax everything on everything. Yeah, yeah, can yeah. I hold it? In the other account and buy goods with the Bitcoin or whatever the crypto is without anyone seeing that. Don't, wow, well, they're going to see it. They're going to see it. I, I don't know. You can't avoid taxes. You can't. At least my good. advice is you can't avoid taxes. Talk to Zuckerman. <laughs> Why are you <laughs> winking at me? <laughs> he might know different. <laughs> SEC. Stop your eyes. SEC, if you're listening, <laughs> you have to pay taxes. <laughs> IRS. Taxes. Stop winking at me. No, I'm not going to stop. Um, yeah, but so, you know, you can. I would say this. So, anyone listening, if. if Crypto investing is money that if you actually just put it on the ground and lit it on fire, it wouldn't affect you. Okay, If it's actually money you need, don't put it into crypto. I don't want to – I have to bring Jeremy Piven out. But if you can explain crypto, the, how it works in 30 seconds, I'll listen. If you have a simplified version of this is – 
Sure. This is what it is. Go ahead. Lay it on me because I still okay. don't understand. So it. gold is worth X, right? Yes. Gold has a value. It's what everyone, what anyone will pay for it. Yes. Uh, so Bitcoin has a value. It's it's X, Y. It's whatever someone will pay for it. There's only 21 million Bitcoins. And right now, each one is worth $60,000. That's all it is. That's it. That's it. And what determines the value of it? What people are buying it at? and what Supply and demand and scarcity. You know, okay. That's. I mean, I, there's a lot more, but I mean, essentially. So it's a finite amount. Yes. That makes sense. It's a finite amount. And of how Bitcoin. do we know who's the controller of said Bitcoin? Who keeps an eye on this stuff? Uh, <laughs> Jimmy. And what, Jimmy's an asshole. Is this Q that's <laughs> yeah. doing all of this. Yes. Where's the regulation? Uh, there, it's regulated. It's regulated. Uh, you know, it's it's a big computer program. Blah blah blah. But and yeah, do you believe that? crypto will, will replace regular currency? I believe that get in while the getting's good because at the end of the day, it's worth nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. get in while it's good. Well, um, a few days ago, I chatted with Jeremy Piven, mm. uh, third guest on Spike's Car Radio. It was nice to have him back. He uh, has a new movie that he's uh, going to tell us about, and um, it was nice to reminisce with him about the early days of Spike's Car Radio and the... Uh, and now here we are, what, almost four years later. Has um, it been that long? It's been that long. Should I keep doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you like it? Should I keep doing it? I do enjoy it. It's nice. These moments are nice during the day. Um, it's fun. I think I think we need cigars and Zuckerman, but yeah, it's good. No, I, I wanted a laid back thing. This, this was good. I enjoyed talking about the Polestar with you. Guys like you, for me, are great. Because you are encyclopedic knowledges of car, I can tell you what I experienced in it, but you can really explain it to the audience. And I I'm like just, that. I'm still laughing about the Zuckerman and the thumb injury chasing the yeah. the mozzarella truck. Oh baby! Oh <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Well, the Deer Abbeys have been Porsches. fun. We got a lot from the listeners, the Deer Abbeys uh, for Deer Zuckermans and. Policy genius is over the moon about Zuckerman's real insurance stories. Oh, so. That's the greatest. Yeah, we'll do one next week. Why not? I mean, I just I've like smoking. I just like smoking cigars, and it's why not? Yeah. Well, what are you doing Friday? That's the joy of the podcast. Nothing. I let's, got nothing. What, what am I doing for the next ten months? Nothing. There's nothing to do. I know it's rough. I'm anyway, work on, my, work on my Zuckerman impersonation. Uh, here is Corpses my equal Porsches. <laughs> here's my interview with our friend Jeremy Piven. Nine nine three. Good to have you back on. We haven't had you on since uh, since uh, episode three when you were an early guest. So uh, I think first and foremost, I know you're here to promote your new IFC film, Last Call, um, which we'll get to. But the listeners really want to know, have you found a Porsche yet? Have you bought a car? I have not bought a car. Um, I, there, you, you know, your listeners are good. This is the part where all of your listeners literally tune out i bought it I, I literally you want you want to hear the one sentence which is the worst sentence in the history of your podcast yes i bought a tesla <laughs> well there that's fine i like tesla are you enjoying that uh, it's the greatest time of my life and i i just i think about jerry seinfeld and how much he hates us for our teslas <laughs> and and i celebrate him <laughs> And then I think, you know what, this is going to ruin my chance to be, you know, in comedians getting coffee and cars. And then I realize he'll, he'll never have me on anyway. And then I just keep driving silently. You're, I, it, it's not going to affect anything. 
You're a comedian, first and foremost, and that's all that matters when it comes to that show. But but so did you get a Model S? What what Tesla did you get? I got a Model S and it's you know, it's it's zero to six sixty in about I don't know, two point four, two point seven. Uh I was driving oh you you'll love this. A friend of mine uh just got the new uh electric Porsche. The Taycan. Yes. And it's incredible. Oh, my God. Did that you, thing is, I, you, you know, I, I would definitely jump ship for that. <laughs> so you're immediately ready to get rid of your Model S and switch over. Now, as I understand it, the Tesla has a better range and is really further along in development than the Taycan. But still, you would jump. Uh, it does have a better range. But. The turning radius in the Porsche is better. The turning radius in a Tesla is kind of like a very exciting golf cart. <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> and, and you know, and and by the way, I am the least qualified person to, as you know, more than anyone, to talk about cars. Um, and so, you know. Elon Musk and his team of experts, and they're colonizing Mars now, I think, or whatever they're doing. They're so far ahead of us. And I'm, I'm just a, a Jewish caveman, so I, I'm not worthy of critiquing cars. It's amazing. I think that's the only chink in the armor is the turning radius. That's right. Well, I'm, I'm glad you found something. I'm glad you have something to drive around with. And, you know, when you're thinking about vintage, you'll call us and we'll figure something out. Let me ask you about, uh, you know, how I'm fascinated by your stand-up comedy career. Uh, we, we often talk about the Piven Pivot, where you uh, yes. went suddenly from acting just to stand-up. Um, and I think yeah. there were a lot of doubters out there that didn't think you could do it. And, and I remember coming to see you early, early uh, in your development, and I thought, boy, you, what a natural stand-up you are. And, and, you know, I follow you on all your social media, and now you're you're out there doing stand-up regularly. It, it, am I mistaken, or were you just doing shows in Florida? I literally got back last night from, I was doing the improv in Houston, and, and, and the weekend before that, I was in San Antonio. And, you know, I'm just touring all the red states. And then I'm going to hit Orange County, you know, because Trump is big there. He's orange. That's his county. Um I'm lo I'm loving the journey. You, I mean, the idea you even saw me when I was like three months into stand up is is horrifying. I mean, I, I, at this point, to be honest with you, I'd love for you to to see the set because you know more than anyone when you're doing you know a lot of I'm do, you know I've been doing just before COVID I was doing 250 shows a year, five to eight shows a week, and and grinding and loving it and. Um, talking to anyone that would engage with me about comedy. And, you know, uh, listen, I love it. Who doesn't love to be counted out? I, I, I love it. I, you know, I, it, it's inspiring to me. Um, you know, I've been counted out as an actor my whole life, and that's what it's all about. It's like, you know, you do the work and you get better, and, and that's all you can do. And the rest of it's out of your hands. What surprised you the most? What was the hardest part of this learning curve, jumping up on stage and doing it? Uh, I, I think the hardest part is, you, 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 you know my background. I mean, I've been on stage since I was eight years old. And, and, and also, it's, it's my first job out of college was 
performing at Second City. So my background is is as an actor and also sketch comedy. And with sketch comedy, you're writing on your feet, but you're with a group. You're not alone. And so I kind of, I kind of always thought if I work my ass off uh, and I'm on stage and I'm prepared, um, I will also be able to improvise on, I was delusional about the level that I could improvise on because it's such a science. And even though you're equipped as an improviser, it's, it's so layered and difficult and, um, you know, it's, so it's, it's, it's humbling. Um, you know, the harder you work, the more reps you get, the, the, the better equipped you are to be in the moment and, and find some magic. The hardest part also is crowd work because there's no substituting just getting the reps. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to figure out how to navigate that crowd in the best way, best way possible. Um, so, yeah, the whole the whole even though um, a lot of my background would lend itself to stand up, it's still the most humbling form that I've experienced. Wow. Um and 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 you you're playing these clubs now. I'm guessing you're saying red states. Is that because those are the only comedy clubs open right now? I mean, comedy clubs. Well, are generally- no, I, I know. I I have a lot of options here in L.A. I just played the Improv Drive-In, getting heckled by Kia Sorrentos. Uh, I made a large, a very large group of liberals. They, they the the whole group of liberals left in their Priuses, but they left quietly. The Ford F-150s were there for Trump. Um, and you know, listen, man, I, you, you know, that they're, they're, you know, it, to, to get the reps in LA, you know, it's very difficult. You're in the backyard of churches. I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck is happening, man. So, so these outdoor standups, that's kind of a fascinating thing in its own right, right? You're, yeah. you're on stage, but you're just looking at cars and I guess you can see people in them. And, and you what are people? Are, is it like a drive-in uh, movie? Are they listening on their radios, or can they it, hear it by rolling their windows down? Both, both. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of like it's a combination of you know you're you're being like in the fifties at a drive-in, and then also just running through traffic trying to tell riddles. So the, it's <laughs> it's heavy lifting. It's very heavy lifting. And and by the way. You know, I welcome all of it because I didn't come up in the game. And mm-hmm. so I'm lucky to get any shots. And it's um, just mad. I would guess that people are beeping their horns. Are there different things they do in the car to, to show their appreciation for your joke? Like a, a windshield wiper is kind of applause, and, but a laugh is a horn. It, listen, it's all very confusing. I can't tell if I'm bombing or, it, you know, or they want me to get out of the way. I don't know what's happening. But, and, and how many cars are you playing for to show like that? Well, I don't want I don't mean to brag, Spike, but I mean, there's there's you know, I, I, I'm drawing over, you know, 200, 200 cars. That's big. And it's where does big. this take place in L.A.? Where where are we having these drive in comedy events? Um the the improv that does a really nice job out you know they're out in Irvine and they have a brilliant club there and next door I'm at the top of a parking lot and you know oh, wow okay people are just speaking to me through their horns and <laughs> I bet the 
I'm at the point now where I can identify a car by their by the horn. You know? <laughs> that is a, such a sad commentary on society right now. But it it seems like everything's opening back up. When you play these other states, you go to Texas, is it yeah. full capacity or are they doing that 25% capacity deal? Texas Wednesday will be a thousand percent open. Wow. Texas is opening bigger than 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 Starbucks is opened. You know, mm-hmm. Starbucks Starbucks will open a Starbucks in a Starbucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now Texas is like, if Rona comes on my lawn, I'll shoot it in the fucking face. They don't. They, they don't care, man. They don't care. I. 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 You know, I was just playing the improv there, and you know, they were just. They were there. <laughs> they were all right. showing up, man, and it was great houses. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had COVID. I get te- I get tested a couple times a week. I, I get to see my mom who's had the vaccine. So I feel, you know, that I'm not going to give it to people. But, you know, you, you can't you can't you, you, know, you throw away politics and get up on stage and perform. Now, you can't just say throw in there that you had COVID. I have to follow that up. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Where did you get COVID? I didn't know I, this. I, I got COVID uh, from a friend in Chicago Mm -hmm. and, you know, there was a moment where I'm not going to lie to you where I thought I would become the modern day Steve Bartman because I saw a Chicago Cub and I thought I might have infected him. I'm telling you way too much information, Spike. You're just like, you're like one of these guys. You feel like a therapist or a bartender. I hope. Well, well, I, this is great. I mean, I'm naturally curious about, as you know, I'm a huge fan of yours, but I'm also, I love hearing the COVID stories of anyone. It doesn't matter if it's a grocer or a major uh, star like yourself. I, I want to know, I think mostly for my own protection, well, let, but let's, also let's, it's, it's such a fat, we're, we're all experiencing this thing. So yeah. you get it from a friend just hanging out. Did you, Were you angry at this person? Uh, I, 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 there's no time to be angry at anyone <laughs> anymore. Like there's no, that's wasted energy. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, and and did you have a rough time with it? Gardner. Um, I did not have a rough time with it. I was very lucky. Um, I had it for a few days. I lost sense of smell and taste, and it felt like it felt like a uh, like you're really sore after the gym, and you have no energy. Um, and then I and then I was back, and I and uh, felt great, and that that was that. And you've got antibodies now, and you can and go out and perform in comedy clubs. I love it. Yeah. Do you feel that confidence? Do you walk around like a, you know I don't have to worry anymore? No, I I wear three masks on my face. I wear I wear eleven condoms at all times. I'm, I'm the guy wearing masks in my car alone. Yes, you know, I I I, I believe in performative gestures. <laughs> I want the world to see me in a certain way. Uh, there's nothing really authentic about my life. Oh, sorry, Jeremy um, but- uh, Jeremy <laughs> Piven has a new movie called Last Call. Um, it's opening in select theaters. So wow, in movie theaters too, and it's on demand mm-hmm. March nineteenth. Um, yes. IFC Films. Uh, yeah. I, I was intrigued. I watched the trailer. That's all I had access to. But you're playing an oh. Irish guy. You're playing a guy like me, right? Yeah, you know, 
I'm sure you can identify with this Irish family in <laughs> Philly. Um, the, the, he grows up in a, in a, in a pub culture. Um, I end up inheriting the, the pub from my mom who passes away. I go back home. I'm about to gentrify the neighborhood and take it all down. Um, it's, it's, it's one of these kind of cool stories, which is a slice of life, but at the same time, it's about, you know, what matters the most to you in this life, how, how important is success over family. And, um, I get to work with the great Bruce Dern and, Taryn Manning and and uh, it's just it's a really great cast and it's 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 funny and raunchy and I kind of think that we need something like that right now. It's Sherry O'Terry, Jamie Kennedy is in it. Yeah. Um, when I watched yes. the trailer, it did it reminded me of uh, Massachusetts, like my hometown friends, and you know a simple movie with good music, <coughs> and good actors, and a and a solid story. And I you know made a mental note to watch it when it comes out. Um, when did you yeah. shoot this during the uh, pandemic? Uh, we, we did shoot some of it, uh, Sherry stuff. We, we kind of like finished the bulk of filming the weekend that COVID started. So a mm -hmm. year ago, a year ago this week. Um, and then Sherry, we, we kind of added some of that stuff cause she's so brilliant and we thought it would just be really funny if if she was kind of like this kind of spiritual guru that is totally self-consumed and, and isn't really spiritual, but I still go to her anyway. And he's not a guy that has access to his spirituality. So it, that was really fun. And yeah, I, I, I do believe I'd love to hear where you're at, but I think, you know, in a time where everyone feels to be overcorrecting, um, to have a movie out that is raunchy, um, is true to itself and to that and to that time and to who these people were um, is something that I think will be welcomed right now. How did you approach the uh, blue collar Irish guy? Because you're you're the least blue collar Irish guy I've ever met, which makes it interesting to watch you play this part. But how did you approach that? I, I was lucky enough to to you know I've I've had friends from all different walks of life and. Um, grew up with Irish Catholics everywhere. And, um, you know, we all, I wouldn't say that I'm Jewy. You know, I think that there are, you know. You, you know I didn't say it, but I was thinking Well, you it. did. I mean, you, you, you're basically calling me a kike. You're calling me a dirty Jew. You're calling me a Jeep, a, a, a cheap Jewish. Yeah, I mean, whatever, Spike. It's, it happens. Even though Jews have been signing your checks for years, Spike, don't worry about it. <laughs> yes, continue. <laughs> that is true. Um, that is <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean the guys I, you know, the uh, the Affleck, the, uh, the 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 people I grew up with. The crazy well, Boston Irish drunks that we right. are. You yeah, fucking, got some, you, you it's know, a my, fucking wicked tuna, bro. Yeah, some exactly. Hardcore wicked tuna. Um, I am about to do a movie with Harvey Keitel in which mm -hmm. I play a guy from Boston uh, who just gets out of prison. I mean, here's the great thing about acting, uh, which is different than stand-up that you know so well. Um, I, w w with, with performing as an actor, it's... It, you embrace whatever the character is and you play it as authentically as possible and you ju don't judge your characters and you enter into those characters. And, you know, that's one of the weird things going on right now. It's like, you know, do you really have to be 
you know, mentally ill to play a mentally ill person and or a paraplegic. Do you have to be a paraplegic to par- play a paraplegic? Well, no, this is why we've all studied and gone to school. And and this is that's our vocation, man. Um, you know, I don't have to be an Irish Catholic to play one. Of course, you not. know, I was not implying that the Irish, by the way, we're not very organized. We don't we're just happy to have you out there representing us. Mm. I was not trying to stir controversy here. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. And but, but you make a very good point. It's really, you know, uh, it's the groups that are well organized. I think that dictate those those terms uh, as far as who can play what. Um, I'd be very well, no surprised one... if you see if you see us Irish folks out there protesting you playing this because we all we all love Jeremy Piven. We don't we don't care that how did you put it? You were you're Jewy. We don't uh, that doesn't I... bother us. Okay, great. Um, I, you know, take a look at the movie. See if see if it's right for you. Um, with with the movie that I'm that I'm doing coming up, I mean, I I am working with a dialect coach. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of different angles that you you hit and 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 uh, you you try to do as much homework as possible, and then you show up and hopefully you get lucky on the day. And the and the great thing about stand up is like their whole thing is, you know, just get up there and and be present and be truthful and be yourself. Right. And um, and so I, is I that, really is that the comedy you like to do? Like you know, out of all the comedy, you're obviously refining and you're relatively new. What what mm. little pocket of stand up have you found that's the most satisfying and fun? to talk about is it observational is it personal stories from your life is it working the audience i you know it's it, it's all of it um i i love to do impressions and i love to to have them you know find their way into stories so that you can tell the story as as best you possibly can mm-hmm. um so you just use it as you know kind of like a little spice in there or whatever but i was doing an observation the other night about women paying the check and the, the women next to me started high-fiving each other because I hit something. And, you know, all comics know this all too well. And for me to kind of like hit those moments mean a lot to me because then you're kind of like hitting this universal truth and they see it and whatnot. And, and I, you know, I, I, I'm all of it means a lot to me. Um, and I respect that space you occupy when you, when you do stand up. I remember Rogan, um, brought me up on at the comedy store and he said, great, this is all we need. Another actor trying to do stand up. And I, I appreciated his honesty. Um, and everyone does. He's very authentic. And then he saw me do a set and he goes, Oh, okay. You're taking this seriously. Yeah. And I do. And it means a lot to me that he, you know, that he gets it um, because he doesn't, he's a straight shooter. Uh, and so I'm just, uh, you know, you're saying which, what means the most, I, I, uh, all of it does. Um, but yeah, you, you have to, I, I, I love that you're operating as yourself. It's not a character and you can enter into characters, but you're speaking your truth as you know it. And that's, it's just a, a fascinating form. And I love it. Let me ask you before you go. Yeah. Um, I was going through your IMDB page and I came across this Spence Kovac on the Drew Carey show. Jeremy Piven, Spence Kovac, <laughs> Dana Carvey show, which I worked on. Spence Kovac, uncredited. Yeah. Uh, Ellen show all over the place. What am I looking at there? What What does that mean? 
Spence, who is Spence Kovac? What what's going on it, there? You know, that Coach TV a, series, Spence Kovac, Grace Under Fire, Spence right. Kovac. <laughs> right. So what what happened was um I was playing Spence Kovac for a few years on on Ellen's the sitcom Ellen. Uh you, the, you know, the her her sitcom before her yep. talk show. Um, and I was playing her cousin, Spence Kovac, and we did an episode where we all went to Vegas and there were all these different shows that were there. Drew Carey was there. Um, by the way, I remember going to see Drew Carey and um, he was doing some stand-up and there were a lot of adult beverages involved and I had to wake up a few hours later and, and literally be Spence Kovac in all these different shows completely hung over. And so I don't really remember it. I don't think anyone else does either, but thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> Again, the, the podcast is about what Spike is curious about. <laughs> I love it. That's a good, that's a good deep dive. Well done, sir. <laughs> the new movie is uh, Last Call. It's an IFC film. It stars the great uh, Golden Globe winning, Emmy Award winning Jeremy Piven uh, and Secret Porsche fanatic. Uh, also Bruce Dern, uh, Taryn Manning, Jamie Kennedy. I, I used to work for Jamie Kennedy. Sherry O'Terry, Kathy Moriarty uh, on the Jamie Kennedy experience. And it looks like a great film. You want to uh, settle down on a Friday night with a nice independent film with a great cast and a, and, a, and a nice story and a relatable story. This is going to be the one to watch. It is uh, available on demand March 19th and opening in theaters. It's last called Jeremy Piven. Thank you, my friend. It's good thank to you, chat buddy. with you again. And I it's always I hope- good. Quick, quick question for you. Are you, once this the plague has run its course <laughs> yeah you know and hopefully there won't be frogs and lotuses and we don't know what's next um are you going to be on a porch in malibu doing your podcast uh occasionally if you okay. if you want to come and do it in person like we did before yes for you we would do that it, it's only you know some of the big guns pat dempsey Jeremy Piven, anybody who lives in Malibu that just wants to come over there and make it easy, we'll do that. Do you, and, uh, do you remember? Do you remember how I met you? I, I was literally—I'll never forget it. <laughs> I, I'm transfixed by this Porsche, yes. and I'm looking at this this forest green Porsche, like a '73. I'm like, what is this? And then I just hear, "Stop touching my Porsche, you Jew!" <laughs> and I and I look up, and it's Jerry Seinfeld on a Porsche, and I'm like, "Oh my God!" I'm t- I'm I'm fondling Jerry's porn. This is and and you were sitting with Sebastian Maniscalco, right? I I don't mean to drop names, but you hang with some heavy hitters. <laughs> it was and, just that um, once. <laughs> and I, I just walked onto the porch and 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 didn't even ask if it was okay if I sit sit down. I just sat down with comedy royalty, and I I'll never forget it. Jerry said to me like, "What are you doing now?" And I said, "Well, I'm in." I'm in London. I'm, I'm shooting a costume drama for four years. And he looked at me and he was just like, why would you do that? <laughs> and I, I just remember him thinking like it just, you know, like he thought that's a terrible idea. And, 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 and you know what's interesting? At, at the time, I thought, you're crazy, Jerry. I'm living the dream. And then I have to say, since that moment, I've been doing stand-up comedy and I totally get what he was talking about mm-hmm. because I really do. I, I had no clue what he was talking about then, but now touring the country, doing stand-up, making people laugh, working on these jokes, 
and 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 just navigating that space and then having time for the rest of your life i don't have a life but if i did it would be perfect and i could have that balance he's got a family he's evolved i'm looking for one i'm 200 years old i'm still single it's not cute listen <laughs> you you and i we we need we need another separate podcast for this conversation i'd love to have that conversation <laughs> yes that would be we, great i mean in fact it, i think jerry would like to weigh in on that as well he has, well, he has I mean, a lot to say I, he does have a lot to say, and I want to hear it because people all want to know why I'm still single. And the truth is, I've been married to my work, man, and then my work decided to see other people. My work <laughs> is currently seeing anyone ethnic, um, anyone, <laughs> anyone. Um, listen, I love you. I love you with the power of Christ, and I'm Jewish. You know how you know someone's Jewish, Spike? <laughs> yes, how? They tell you. They, they tell, tell you, you over right, and right. over again. That's right. They don't ever stop telling you. No. Well, I'm a quarter Jewish, and I'll tell you that right now. Just, really? Of course. Yes. Look at my nose. Next time you see me, look at my nose. That's the Jewish part. Uh, Fer- yeah, you- the Fernsteins. I'm, an, I'm a Bill Maher, Rome, uh, Irish Catholic Jew. That's what I am. Yeah. But, but you, you have the hairline of a goyim. You do have a good hairline, bro. <laughs> Thank you. You I do, man. I'm that. I'm very jealous. I've got like a post nuclear Bruce Willis thing. I, I I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> We're all falling apart. Well, that's, yes, that's the fun of it, and that's the fun of the porch, by the way. Old men on a porch, all falling apart. I love it. Count me in next time. It. We will. Uh, the movie's called Last Call, starring Jeremy Piven. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Thanks, uh, March nineteenth. We'll see you March 19th. Yes, I'll see you soon, I hope, brother. All right, take care. And there it is. (laughs) What? How did did you like the interview? (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I screwed it up. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Well, I was going to do my my Zuckerberg impersonation, and I I had the moment, and I dropped the ball. Jeremy Piven bought a Tesla. Piven, amazing. He bought a Tesla. Amazing. He's uh, quite a character, isn't he? Um Amazing. The pivot to comedy. The Piffin pivot is one that... He, he, uh, was, he was a Simpsons punchline the other night. He was? What was the joke? Oh, it was a bad joke. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, don't say it. <laughs> I won't say it. Um, no one likes to be made fun of. Well, we like to make I mean, fun if you, of. If you, well, hang on. If you're on the Simpsons, that's a badge of honor, I think, to be, to be made, you know. Oh, yeah. Right? I guess. Right? I don't know. You, you join think... the likes of Eudora Weldy. I mean, it's, it's a total honor. I do know in comedy you have to really have a sense of humor. If you can really let that joke happen about yourself, it's a great thing. It makes people love you. It makes people love you. Anyway, what are you promoting? I'm promoting nothing. <laughs> Just go to my Instagram account. Uh, <laughs> at Johnny Lieberman on Instagram. It's all happening there. Uh, yeah, there's. you'll see I have some t-shirts for sale with my buddy Gary. Uh, I have a new Blipshift shirt coming out at some point. It's going to be a Cadillac CTSV shirt. It's going to oh, be... Wow. The best shirt I've ever done. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's... How do you uh, approach those? Do you design them yourselves or do you... Um, 
They have such a great design department there. I've done everything. I've done every way. So this one was, I, I sent them an idea I had, and they sent me back a much, much better idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's how it works. Shockingly better. They're so good. And and I'm telling you, this 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 CTSV is going to be like the, the, the crowning achievement of my t-shirt career. <laughs> There you go. It's all downhill. And if you can't wait for Johnny's shirt, mine is available at blipship.com, I think, forward slash Spike or Spike Scar Radio. Go to the site and buy it. Yeah. Uh, it's our secret handshake. There's just an SCRS on there. I bought mine. There you go. Um, and next week, hopefully we'll have Johnny back. We'll have I Zuckerman. Mean, we'll have cigars. We'll have Mexican I, I gotta, food. I got to do my Zuckerman material. I gotta, I, what do you I, got? I know my, it was, He's I, not here to interrupt. I go know. ahead. Hey, corpses equal Porsches. <laughs> Family of three, nine nine three. I've heard so many of these. Cl- I mean, family of four, nine six four. <laughs> I got one for you. I got one of those yesterday, and then this just horrible, horrible story. And then he goes, <laughs> "I'm like, oh, Zuckerman, I just don't have time for the gore and the laughter so right now, man." It was a radon leak. The grandma died. <laughs> I got a new yacht master. Her face, <laughs> her face sloughed off like melted frosting on a summer cake all over the floor but then it's it's it's, it's that combined with and then i got a new couch and then he laughs no it's the laughter and then he hears himself talking and then he laughs and then he sputters to a cough and to an end. anyway it's been good to be with you folks yes. um we'll see you next week on spikes car radio Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.